Hey, Jantans and Jantanites, Jason Desmond here from the Jantan Collective with a brand new edition of What's Up With That, where we question, we learn, and most importantly, we grow. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment below because we love hearing from you. Uh, maybe it might be about something that we talked about before that you have a comment on, or it might be something that you feel very strongly about and you want us to talk about it. Please do get in touch. Now, here's the thing, though. The LGBTQ plus community has been in focus in Malaysia mainly for all the wrong reasons recently, um, from court cases. And then you read about it in the newspapers with physical abuse. And you know what? From where I stand, at least, it all really stems from a lack of understanding of this community. So why is there so much hate? And what's up with that? So today, for us to get a better understanding of this, and really, this conversation can get so deep. So we're just really trying to get to step one of this. Uh, we're speaking to members and advocates of the LGBTQ plus community. Today, we're with Saul and Ashen. Let's get to some introductions first. Ashen, um, as far as I know, you're from Malacca. Are you still in Malacca? Yes, I am still in Malacca. All right. So how old are you and what do you do and what's going on? Let's find out more. So I'm 23 years old this year and also I do a lot of photography, videography, and also a lot of side hustle, like construction work. So basically anything. Serious? This. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and so how old are you? Uh, you're from KL, right? Yeah, I'm from KL. And I'm 27 years old this year. Okay. Yeah. What do you uh, do? I'm are you in construction right as now. well, like Ashton? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm actually uh, studying uh, in degree. Nice. Okay. So I think the first thing that I need to just get out of the way is because uh, where I work, um, where we, we talk a lot about music and everything, and I introduce a lot of music uh, on, on radio. But the thing is, every time it comes to something like, like Sam Smith, who's very particular about uh, the pronouns that he uses, how we're supposed to refer to, I always say him, but then it's like now them and they and whatnot. Are you guys uh, particular about pronouns like uh, Ashen? What do you use? Mm. So I prefer he, him mm. pronouns. Yeah, so it's it's okay. And I think for you to be more safe, just use just call them by their name. Like for me, yeah, if, yeah. You're, if you're afraid to offend anyone like me or myself, just call them by their name. It's, it's, it's fine. Oh, right, yeah. Because yeah. the thing, I, I think it's always what we want. What's the, we, we're not aiming to offend anybody. We just, <laughs> we don't know, right? So what about you? It's just like actually, like to be honest, like if you want to call anyone, like you don't want to offend them, you can call by them their name. But if you're not sure, like it's best pronounced as a C or right. them. But for yeah. you particularly, same goes to me. Yeah. All right. So do you? Uh, particularly, if if possible, like he. But if like suddenly they just like she or whatever, like I I don't mind. Right. Okay. Let's get to your stories about how um you when did you realize that you were a transgender. Ashton? Okay, very good question. Um, so basically, I didn't know I was trans until I was, or the existence of trans people when like, only when I was like 18, 19 years old, only I found out about it. Right. So since I was born, I only had the knowledge that I was a dude. I was a boy. So can you imagine, like, since, I was, since I was small, I would just play around with boys. I would just play with Spider-Man action figures and stuff like that. Mm. Only then in kindergarten, my, my teacher told me like, hey, you know, my, my old name, you are a girl. So why are you playing with the boys? Why are you lining up with the boys? So then I was like, wait, I'm a girl? What's the difference, you know? So I just yeah. didn't know. Yeah. 
But when you, your parents raised you, I mean, like, you know, some parents when they have boys, they have uh, blue walls and blue this, blue that. When they have girls, everything's pink, right? How how was it back mm-hmm. when you were growing up? For my parents, they were just like, everything was just monotone for me. It was just like everything was just yellow, I guess. Right, and like right. like it's just that my my sisters they just preferred playing Barbie dolls, and I just preferred that one Spider-Man action figure that they mm. all broke. So it's just like that, lah. <laughs> Wait, how many in your family? How many siblings do you have? I have, I, I'm actually half of a twin. I have a twin sister. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, and I have a younger sister. So, it's three of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what about you? When did you realize? I realized when I was in high school. Hmm. But I was like already tomboyish when I was young. Way younger, like around 10 years old. I realized that like when, you know, when you have your birthday celebration and everything right so your relatives everything like because you're a girl so they'll definitely give you like puppy dolls or whatever right yeah so that's where i realized like you know i whenever i receive that puppy doll i'll shove it into like my cupboard like i don't want to see it right right and okay. every time like my mom forces me was it to, uncomfortable like, to see it then yeah right every time like my mom forces me, it's it's just like not uncomfortable it's just like, i don't like it mm. yeah right it's just not your thing like it's a, so it's it's a like personal preference when young time yeah 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 right yeah but the realization when it when it really hit for both of you what what was it that that you know everybody has that ding ding moment that hey okay uh actually what was yours mine was when because i i basically i knew that growing up i just i always liked girls but just Mm. didn't understand why why was you know me liking girls a bad thing And also because what, what do you mean by liking girls? I mean, uh, like, you like the way they look. And- yeah, I just you not know, actually attracted to them mm-hmm. romantically. So like it was just weird when my friends, you know, all girls go, they just be like, oh, you know, One Direction and stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah. wait, what? I why don't I like them? You know, from then on, my friends caught like started to get suspicious of me, and it was just like that awkward moment where I had to blend in. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I figured out that I was trans, it was through social media. You know, from some trans, uh, trans man advocate people in um US. From right. then on, I was like, oh, okay. So finally, it just clicked. So I didn't like being called lesbian or bisexual, you know, yeah, yeah. or or dyke. I just like the trans man description just really, really fit me very well, and just felt right. happy. Yeah. Okay, and uh, so did you uh experience the same thing? Yes, <laughs> quite similar, but uh. That because I experienced myself like through in high school, right? So it's like since high school, I already had short hair and everything. But the good side is that my friends are quite supportive. So it's like they were less teasing and everything. They're quite supportive and everything. Yeah. And was it an all-girls school? Was it co-ed for both of you? Yeah. Or was all-girls school too? Yes, it's an all-girls school. Action? <laughs> yeah. All-girls school. Wow. So- <laughs> Would it have been different? You think that that would the stress have been different uh, if you had been uh, going to a co-ed school? You think because like hmm. makes you wonder. I think so right? can you go first. Yeah, I think it's just that maybe you're surrounded by all the girls, and back in my school, it was a Catholic all-girls school, so it was oh, like wow, left- okay. yeah. So like being a lesbian there, it was like the worst thing you can you can do, you know. Yeah. Like number one in the rule book was lesbian. Number two was killing people. You know that's how bad it was. The degree, yeah. <laughs> What? Okay, right. 
<laughs> yep, yep. So it was just that maybe I don't know. Maybe because we were surrounded in by all girls, right? And I feel that pretty like well, most of our time we just see girls and we rarely see guys. And even in my school, if if some girls had boyfriends from like about seven minutes walk away another high school there, mm. like. The speech teacher would just like throw you in front of like the entire assembly, make fun of you. Right, yeah, so right. then back then it was just like, okay, thank God I'm gay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, <back> then. <laughs> so was it the same? I mean, like all girls school was it hard? All girls school, yes. Like my all girls school was like convent, so basically like half Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> so it's like the same things. It was like once. Once they see like a, a girl like decide cut short hair, so it's like oh you're gonna be uh-huh. a, like you right. are less you are a tomboy. So right, like, right. I'm gonna like every teacher will like pinpoint you, find a mistake on you, like you know trying to get demerits on you and everything. Now this cut at some point, uh, Ashton, I'm I'm just watching this video of yours right now because uh you uploaded a video which was a coming oh. out video on YouTube. About being transgender in Malaysia, this was a couple of years back. Because, um, as far as I, because you keep telling me about uh, the moment when you had a girlfriend in, in school, the school counselor was uh, added and everything. But as I remember, you saying it was after high school that you you really knew that you were uh, a trans man, right? How do your family take that? I mean, when you saw oh, the video, it, basically, I. When I made the video, it was before I came out to my parents. Okay. Oh, so, snap. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, like, I knew I had to literally tell my dad because he goes to a, a very, very pious uh, Christian church. Okay. And, you know, in Malacca, it's very small-minded and they are not that accepting yet. So, well, Malaysia in general, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, when I went, when I think it was a, a, a coffee shop. I remember this very well. So I saw my dad like, hey, pa, you know, I, I tried to come out to him three times already. Okay. And this was the third time. I just came out of um, the hospital from basically, I was misdiagnosed with epilepsy, migraine right. epilepsy, and they gave me the wrong medication. But instead, I was supposed to be diagnosed with depression, severe depression anxiety. Right. So okay. for the entire year, I was given the wrong medication and then I got admitted to the hospital and basically the doctor was like, oh, sorry, we gave you the wrong medication for like one year. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I know we're talking about uh, transgenderism and, uh, and LGBT today, but I want to get you back for all the other hospital type stuff, chat, right? But let's just focus on this right now. So after the hospital visit, you came out and then your, your, your dad picked you up or your mom and dad picked you up. Yeah. Basically, my dad, I just told him that, you know, like, Cause he was with me in the hospital and I, mm. I keep shouting at him like leave me i don't want you to see like this. i don't want you to see me like this i just want to die you know because i feel that i'm in the wrong body my entire life and i just feel like life is not worth it you know right. so then my I was, I was screaming at in the er and my dad was just like okay I'm, I'm moving back so he wasn't there most of the time and then when i came out i couldn't walk for about three four months i was i, I was paralyzed you know, then I could I told my dad like, hey pa, do you know why why that happened to me? And it's finally I think it's time for me to be honest with you. I feel like this is because of I can accept myself because I feel like even if I I can accept myself, I don't feel like there is a way or or life will not get better because right. I'm trans. You know, so then he did felt. Did he understand that? 
he he blamed himself you know because he was in denial for many many years because he knows like my characteristics you know that i like girls he was okay with that but when i came up to him as a trans person he realized that you know he was maybe too harsh on me you know on becoming like a proper girl and you know like follow like don't don't be too boyish and everything so then he was like taking the blame he was like okay i i feel bad because so far in in your entire life i keep pressuring you to be mm-hmm. a proper girl and everything so i just told him like pa don't feel bad you know i understand from where you're coming from you know in church and everything so like from then on he was like okay so what can what can uh, let me give me some time and i'll try to you know do some studying about this you know about yourself and think about it yeah so wait he felt bad so your dad is a very religious man right mm-hmm. but um he felt bad because wasn't because that you were trans but he felt bad because he didn't accept you basically mm-hmm. all right or accept you earlier la, right yeah mm-hmm. okay how did that make you feel because your depression i suppose was it because of your gender um identity and you you didn't you knew basically but you were still mm-hmm. in yeah. depression right yeah because i i think it was the, the hardest part was to come out to myself You know, even though my friends knew and I felt comfortable being called, you know, by he him pronouns and some and what that what not. So like when it was, it was the hardest for me because I knew that I need to move on because this is my life, you know. And I realized that even if the people around me don't support me, I still need to make a stand for myself. So that was that was a point where I just told my dad, and then from then on, my dad was was still. Reluctant at first, you know, mm-hmm. was still in denial. Right. But then, when after that, he saw like how happy I got, and like he always wanted a son. So from that on, he was like, "Okay, you know what? I'm not losing anything, so it's fine." <laughs> how do your mom yeah. feel about that? Oh, my mom is still against it. He's she still did. Uh, she she still calls me by my birth name, you know, and she still refuses to like acknowledge me as a son. Yeah, but she still sees you at Chinese New Year. You still go back and whatnot, right? Yeah, but it's just painful because, like, she's mm-hmm. she because since the hospital, she she has seen me in that condition. She just assumes that I'm still sick in right, my right. head, and it's contagious and whatnot. Yeah. And your twin? Oh, my twin is she's honestly I can tell you mostly everybody in my life thought that when I was admitted to hospital, they thought I was faking it, right? For attention. So Even your it twin. Was, mm-hmm. So what about you? Any any strange hospital visits with make di- diagnosis and everything or? Did no, you come no. Your parents, it was pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, like my parents kind of excited by like, closing one eye, but I haven't really like been really, really like concerned about that, that closing them. one eye though, because it's not really acceptance; it's really denial, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Quite. They are quite deniable. Like they still consider me as their daughter and everything. So I was like, you know what? Uh, parents are quite old now, so. I'll just accept and make them happy and mm. try not to make things worse. So I just okay. leave it. It. Okay. What yeah. about your brother? <laughs> My brother accept. Okay. He knows that I like this. And has he known for forever? Yeah, since I was like during high school. So you say your family is very traditional, but um, now now that they they kind of closing one eye, um, but they kind of know. Is it? Uncomfortable whenever you go home for Chinese New Year and then you're do you they notice that Chinese New Year you're not dressed in a chong sum obviously yeah no uh basically because I've been like this since I was young so back then when I was younger like my family members like my dad side 
my dad's like careless, but my mom's like, my mom's like, like you know, all the aunties, traditional right, right. minded and all that. Mm. So they be saying like, oh, you're a girl, you know, you should wear chuksa, you should wear a dress, you should skirt, you should look nice, you know, pretty long hair and everything. So I was like, uh, I was just like, you know, uh, acknowledge them and like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. no, but like this is me. So like, uh, as like as I getting older, like, um, I did talk to my mom, you know, you know, like, uh, I don't like whenever my aunts say that, like, to me, like, uh, I should be how I feel I want to be. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't need them to tell me how to be and how to dress up. So since then, like, my mom, I think my mom did talk, like, you know, to her sisters and everything. So it's like, since then, like, they don't care. Like, mm. they just, you know. Right. Yeah. And did you struggle with it mentally? Because uh, in Ashen's case, it was... It was a, a bit of a struggle mentally. Did you struggle with it? Um, definitely mentally, but I always like have a best friend to talk out with. Mm-hmm. So that's where I clear out my mind. You know, like where right. once you talk with your best friend, everything at least it's clear up your mind. It doesn't bottles up. So that helps. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think Ashen's right. It's it's coming out to yourself accepting who you are, right? And then after that, when you can do that, you basically go, you know what? Fuck the world. Right, I don't care what, right? Because as long as you're comfortable with yourself, though. But I completely understand because we live in an Asian culture; it's still very taboo in many cases and everything. But did you guys hide? Try to hide your 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 transition? I suppose at that particular point or your gender uh, identity? No, I did not hide. No, no. Everyone, everyone just kind of knew. No, not for me. Yeah, no. My friends well, all knew. Okay, and it's quite obvious for them. Yeah. <laughs> so for mine, uh, in form two, I had a girlfriend, and like for personal reasons, I won't exactly say what position she is, but she was like quite famous in school, and um, basically my parents found out, and they told the the counselor. The counselor basically told the entire school, and yeah, basically like throughout my entire high school days, it was like. You know, I just had no friends, so. <laughs> right. Hey, let's talk about family, though. Uh, do you guys come from like pretty pious and pretty religious uh, families, or is it like what uh, Ashen? Yes, so traditional thinking. <laughs> right. Okay. So, tra- what does traditional thinking mean, though? So it's like if you're a girl, you must be a girl. If you're a boy, you must be a boy. Right. You can't right. act in another different gender. So that that's a lot of pressure, though, because I. I how do you how do you tell your family though? Because number one, Ashen, when when your parents found out that you had a girlfriend in school, and then they spoke to the counselor, was that the moment you kind of came out to them? No. Nope. <laughs> but you had a had girlfriend. <laughs> your girl I, in an all girls school. You had a girlfriend. Well, it was still not allowed. So like, like because uh, way before they found out about me in standard five, standard six. My twin had a very, very close best friend and they would do everything together. Like legit, everybody thought that they were lesbians. Right. So one time, um, at six, I remember my class teacher. Okay. So they, my, my twin said, you know, just playing and I was just minding my own business, sleeping in class. And I don't know where I just hear like my class teacher just yell, you know, her name, Abigail, you know, like, what are you doing? What are you and your friend doing? Are you all lesbians? Like, like. That was the first time where I knew, like, you know, the term lesbian exists. And then, right. like, he shouted it at, like, 
like as if if it was like some sort of slur or like some cuss word mm-hmm. so like the entire class just went silent and then like the entire i think for one hour he just continued to like just nag at them you're lesbian you're disgusting right, yeah right. so then from then on i went back home the teacher already had called my parents and my parents gave her a hard time for not being a lesbian you know like, like i was just like okay i had to like you know hide that part of me because there was a moment where i found out that when you like girls when you're going like girls you're lesbian and that is not a normal thing right. and my parents but again how old were you at that point oh that was like what um 11 12 okay okay right okay <laughs> right right so like but I already knew that I like girls since like I was five. My sexual awakening, if you could say it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So, what about you? Did you have Did you have relationships in or you know when you're a kid in high school, it's all popular anyway, right? So, did, did you have any? Yes, definitely. <laughs> right, yeah, I have. Um, my my first was like when I was in uh, form four. Mm. So. When I was in four, uh, I was actually quite famous in school because mm. I was an athlete, a runner. Right. So I was quite known in school and also whatever movement you do, like everyone knows. So that time when I have a girlfriend, like everyone knows. So when I have a girlfriend, like, you know, there's, there is definitely people like jealous mm. and everything, mm. right? So that particular uh, student, they purposely take, you know, uh, our photos like, on Facebook back then. Uh, our photos from Facebook and purposely give it to the uh, what's it called the, 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 the discipline teacher yeah, yeah yeah. so we got caught yeah we got caught we got caught and my parents came over and talked to them but during that time like my parents like know nothing to say like they didn't say anything they just said oh you have one week holiday you can't get but they didn't that, that's all <laughs> So was that for you? Was that a sign of acceptance from your parents in a way? Um, sign of acceptance, but it's still like closing one eye mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. How many siblings do you have? Because I'm sorry. How many siblings do you have? Only me and my elder brother. Oh, so it's okay, right? So at that point, close one eye and let's move on forget about this, it's just something silly that kids do in school. Is that what it was? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. Are you guys seeing anybody right now? Do you have partners? <laughs> so? Oh. No? no? Oh. You're not seeing anyone? <laughs> Were you seeing someone? No. Why? Because it's just too complicated. Uh, I just it? got all... It's so complicated. <laughs> So what was she? Was she trans or was she lesbian or or what? What was she? Lesbian. Right. She's lesbian. Yeah. So. Okay. Did she? Does she know that you're transitioning? Yeah. <laughs> Did she know that you're transitioning? Yes. Right. So right from yes, the get go, yes. it was fine, huh? Was it her family that was an issue? Um. No. It's just personal issue. <laughs> oh, you you got a psycho girlfriend, love? It, like everybody sometimes gets. Sort of. <laughs> we all have had those. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. Ashley, what about you? Are you single? Yes. yes, I have been single for five years now. So you're, you're single now. <laughs> five oh, years. <laughs> yep. Were you seeing someone before that? Uh, yeah. Basically, when I came out as trans as well, at the time I was still I was trans, but I wasn't like transitioning yet. So what happened was. 
she she was she was crazy man like <laughs> so like number one um i didn't know she had a boyfriend okay so like you're together and everything whatnot and then suddenly oh, no. she like oh wait uh, i have a boyfriend i'm like wait what for how long um three years already i'm like what <laughs> two years boyfriend what <laughs> That so it was like oh no, god that's god. just that's just not that had nothing to do with the community or whatever that's just crazy kind of yeah, stuff all right but because like oh my god because like at the, at that point she was like oh i'm actually bi curious so from actually having a boyfriend she tell her boyfriend to be with me she so what you were an experiment basically <laughs> so and then from then on <clears throat> She liked her colleague, her colleague, but her classmate in college. Uh. So then she cheated on me with that that classmate, and after that, from then on, she just basically like stopped talking to me most of the time. Like about two days once she reply me, wow. and I just be like, okay, actually, what's what's going on? And she was like, oh, actually, I I I'm busy right now, but I found out like you know through Skype and everything. It's like, oh, do you have a hickey here? I haven't seen you in a month. You know, I'm just like, wait, what's going on? So yeah. am I just sitting here uh, enjoying the stories, basically, because <laughs> your life is so interesting, you know? So and I'm going like, our life is so boring. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. 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 No, but I, I, have, I, I have way worse experience in my relationship. Man. Oh, that, that, okay. like, was it multiple partners as well or what? Or was it... What? Oh my god. Oh really? Yeah. More of cheating, yes. Oh. Drama. That's the worst. The worst some, is the drama. At some point you know like you when you're in your twenties, right? All relationships are weird and everybody's experimenting, you know, strange way, right? But at some point you will get into a pretty stable relationship. Do you guys ever wonder how that's gonna be? Do you have to explain to your partner's family what you are? Do you hope to be accepted when your own family you're not being accepted yet let's you know what i mean do you ever worry about that so not much of the worry but like if i think in the future i mean like if you were to explain i think they would understand like who you are as a t as a transgender hmm. so i think if it depends also because like certain parents like they're open so they accept if like the more like a traditional minded, close minded, that would be tough. But you you don't care like you're gonna move to Switzerland anyway. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't if they don't accept, no mind I'm in Switzerland eating chocolate. Okay, but Ashton, <laughs> do you yes. think about that? Do you, do you worry about having to explain to your partner's um family? Hmm. At this point, because like I coming out for me was really very tough, and I actually consistently almost every day I come out to new strangers as well, right? So I feel that it's great that she she wants to take the risk to come out to yeah, yeah. her parents as well. And for me, it's it's there's no issue because like I like I said, I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin with mm-hmm. who I am today. And even if she doesn't do accept me, it all comes down to her. If she feels that it is a big issue that her parents accept me then I'm sorry lah if, if it's that much of an issue then we should be together look. yeah right right. Mm-hmm. so when you're uh, when you're naked in front of the mirror <laughs> sorry when you're naked in front of the mirror and you see yourself <laughs> what do you see? I mean like what are you upset with your body? are you not really upset but it's you just wish to have like that body mm. that male body right yeah Ashen, 
you went the distance. I mean, you went for surgery and dude, seriously, you buffed up. You, you are you working out? Or you work out a lot. Actually, I don't go for any surgeries at all. Right. Okay. You, you didn't, <laughs> oh, you didn't do anything. No surgeries. <laughs> no surgeries. Right. But dude, seriously yet. though, I mean, you you know how did you do it? Basically, working out a lot, and mm. I realized that. You know, it's all about the macros, and you need like consider the amount of carbs you take. Because my body, I realized that if I eat too much carbs, it will store fat on my chest. So I, I I just did my best to adjust that, and yeah, it worked. So if I don't work out, and basically if I don't take on testosterone, right, the hormones, then basically it will start popping out again. And, right. So yeah. are you both on on uh, HRT? Are you are you going through a, a... really? I was on no, hormones. Not yet. I not yet. Okay, so no, Ashen. Yes. Okay. And how long have you been on it, Ashen? Since twenty eighteen. Since twenty eighteen. So like it's nearly three years. Yeah. And when you say you're on HR, I mean you're on hormone replacement therapy, you're you're on testosterone, mm-hmm. right? How do you do? You, did you see a doctor about this, or how do you, do you buy it off the of the? How does it work? Oh, very good question. So there is two ways. Okay. So like in Malacca, that definitely is. It's not allowed to actually go to a doctor and say like, "Hey, doctor, I want to inject some male hormones into my female mm-hmm. body." Then definitely, they won't allow it. So, like, in, like places more populated areas like in KL, in Subang, in Penang, there are doctors who you can actually go and tell them. Hey, first of all, you need to get a letter from a psychiatrist, okay. psychologist, and you have to say that okay, I'm trans. Maybe for two three appointments. Then after you get a letter to state that you have gender dysphoria and you are you are actually trans uh, transgender man or woman. From then on, you actually go to see a doctor. A general DO is fine as well, and then they will actually start to to actually take your blood your blood levels and then your hormone levels from then on, and then from there they will actually adjust your dosage. Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the proper like medical way. Uh, right. For me, I basically self. Uh, self-prescribed. Okay. Yeah. There is actually in KL there are a few doctors in Sunway itself. There is one who, who Sunway met. Yeah, there is actually one doctor who can actually get top surgery, bottom mm. surgery, every surgery you can actually get it there from. And it, for much more gender affirming LGBTQ plus affirming psychologists, you can see to get a letter. Mm. It's actually much more easier. So I have a friend there in Sunway mm. met. Yeah, in okay. Sunway met a psychologist who. Who I met at a gender conference for right. trans for trans for trans transgender people. Wait, a gender so, conference in Malaysia. Yeah, last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, did you go for that? No. <laughs> so I find it fascinating because in KL, right, we're so exposed to so much more, right? Yet Ashen, who's still in Malacca, right? You, you've been. So where where was this conference in Malacca, or did you come to KL for it? In KL, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. So it was like I was a panelist for the trans man of Malaysia, right? And then I had another another panelist for the trans trans woman of Malaysia. Um, that one, she, I, I don't, I'm not sure that you heard of her, but she's Nisha Ayub. She is top yeah. hundred most influential. Yeah. yeah. So she was another panelist, and then we have also that psychiatrist. Um, who is who basically would will, will explain what does this mean, and then how she feels about the medical line and how they, they have been treating mm-hmm. trans individuals you know right. lgbtq plus individuals yeah so did you go through any surgeries no not yet are you planning to not yet uh, 
Yeah, not yet. I am planning to. <laughs> What are you planning to yet. do? Top surgery. Okay. Right. For those who don't understand what that means, what exactly is that? If you don't mind explaining, top surgery is because because like in general, girls has boobs, so yep. top surgery is like to like flatten the chest. Mm -mm. So that's like where we can show more of our manliness and okay. we will like be more comfortable because like not every tomboy that uh will go to surgery like for yeah. us we feel uncomfortable having like this part of chest of us so that's why we want to operate it yeah to make us feel comfortable like you know the confidence like when you go out and even though you have a flat chest right now uh without the surgery but you still get the looks from everyone whenever, whenever like you go out in a shopping mall and everything yeah So in the meantime, when you're not you, you haven't gotten a surgery, how do you are you are you hiding it? Not really, because I'm blessed. I have like quite flat chest, so um yeah, like um compare like to other people, like mm -hmm. I think people like they are tomboy, um quite chubby. Yeah, their their chest is like you can see. So it's like. Whenever you see like a tomboy, but they has like a uh, boobs, mm. so people will be like, "Oh, why? Why are you trying to portray? Why are you being a tomboy? But you have boobs, younger." Yeah. yeah, I I thought you had gone for a surgery because, <laughs> you know, are are you when are you planning to are you planning to do it even? I mean, top and oh. bottom. Basically, oh, there are actually a lot of surgeries. So, like, before I get into the more more complicated ones, basically, if you take hormones, there are some complications that you will face with your biological body. You know, your health, your health risk, and then from then on, because you are injecting uh, foreign hormones, right? That is yeah. mostly derived from animals. So from then on, yeah, because your body naturally produces it. So everybody, every every gender, even though female or male, they actually do produce it. But for female, maybe lesser, right? Mm. So if you inject male hormones, basically your estrogen stops producing, right? So your body stops producing estrogen. From then on, basically your ovaries start dying. Right. And then if it dies, uh, basically your intestine and everything will just fall down, and it will just be. Another painful thing. So then there is that there is another surgery to take out that ovaries and just like like okay, just like tape everything up there so it doesn't fall. You know, yeah. Right. And you <laughs> knew this when you were when you started taking meds for it. Yep. And that did not freak you out. No, basically in five years, like three to five years time, you have to get that surgery. All right. Yeah. And you're completely fine with going through all that. <laughs> yep. Wow. Because surgeries kind of freak me out. But so, did, did you read through? Did you know all this? And are you still planning to do all that? Yes. All right. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's your body. It's your decision what you want to do with it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I, right? I think that it's it's so just that that maybe we feel that throughout entire our entire lives, you know, majority of our lives, we just feel that we were born in the wrong body. Number one, and I yeah. just feel that 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 slight that that a lot of risk makes it. Like nothing because we have a goal to actually achieve what type of physique we want to look like, how we actually want to perceive to others. So I feel that it's more of like we want this for ourselves. So yeah, I I just want to uh, move on right now to um, being trans because you got you know you're going to face so much adversity from family and friends and the public in general, right? 
and you have been going through this already. So let's start with you on this. What what does being trans mean to you <laughs> even now? Me, yeah. Um, I think it's being comfortable of who you are being as being trans. Mm. So it's like, even though you go out in public and everything, like, even though people look down on you, like, why are you girving a boy and everything? Like, why do you need to be trans? So sometimes in life, you can't control how people's life are. Correct. I think. Yeah. So being as trans is like, it's your own willingness to be in it. So it's like, uh, it's best like there's no judgment in it. Yeah. Yeah. But people will constantly tell you you shouldn't be this. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you feel about it? Yep. That? How do I deal with it? I'll be like, um, it's my life, it's my path. So whatever consequences with it, like I go through it. Like mm. not, it's not you. Yeah. Right. So whatever decisions made in the future, it's like all me. Yeah. Right. Ashton. So. Basically, like it comes to it, it's basically coming in terms to yourself and self love. Right. So, like for me, it was difficult at first, you know, because I I grew up in all girls school and then I had a lot of girlfriends. You know, I just got comfortable with you know being with the girls. But then after when after transitioning, it was that like suddenly my my girlfriend stopped calling me out for you know like some event outings and everything. It was quite. Quite a drastic like culture shock for me, because then it was okay. I gotta go out with the boys, and then it's just a different type of topic, you know. And then you're just not used to it. And the and boys, just, do they accept you? Yeah, basically they do. And but in Malacca, it's it's just that weird thing where they just call you like, oh, you're a transgender, how you're just like a transformer. I'm just like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> you know? So what, you're an like, automat- you're an Autobot right now. Like what? <laughs> exactly. So it's that it's that you know that transition of like from what you're comfortable with for majority of your life, and then now it's just like okay, now you need to start accepting that, okay, I am, I'm trans now, I'm a guy now, and I have to hang out with the guys only because, like, the girls don't want to hang out with me anymore, you know? And it's just that, like, of, of course, there are, I feel that it's it's better in a way because then I know, I know that, okay, maybe I lost a lot of friends, you know, when I came out. Yeah. And I lost a lot of family members for, as well, and I'm away from my family members as well, I don't live with them. And it's just that, that okay now I know who actually really really cares about me mm. and who actually really wants me to be happy you know for being myself and I think that's the most important when thing when you say because... you, don't, you don't live with them but you're still in contact with them right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean like how are you and your dad now me and my dad we are actually very very close I see him like every day no problem okay. but like my mom nope <laughs> yeah, yeah avoid <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, how are you with your family? So you, you just you still stay with them? Yeah, I still stay with them. I'm I'm good with them. With family members, even my friends, like they are quite supportive. I'm glad. In your case, like yeah. let, let's not talk about it. Let's just you know, let's talk about are you on COVID and everything? Is that so you you just don't discuss uh transgender issues, is it? Yeah. Right. Stick to the safe topics, I suppose, when you're at home, right? <laughs> I, I suppose sometimes we all have to live in a little bit of a de- denial if we, if we want to have like a happy family kind of uh, situation, right? But it's un- unfortunately mentally it will take a strain on you because I suppose there's a lot of obstacles in general just being trans here already, right? Now actually a lot of things, and I will just name two main ones, lah. Okay, so number one, it's healthcare. 
accessible healthcare. So the last time I can honestly tell you where I went for where I went to a clinic or hospital, mm. it was when in 2019, 2019. Okay. Because number one, when I went there, I was about nearly half a month, half half a year on testosterone, right? And I'm self-medicating. So so back then, I, I know I'm in Malacca, right? So I go right to a nearby clinic and I realized that, hey, I might be, oh, I might have overdose on testosterone mm-hmm. and I think that I should get my blood work checked, right? right? So I go to a clinic and then because in, in Malaysia, number one, you can't change your gender marker. Yeah. Okay. And then number two, it's it's majority uh very mostly populated country, right? Yeah. So basically I went there and then, you know, at first the nurse is just looking at my IC and just like, um, you know, my dead name, Beatrice, like, uh Beatrice, uh any kauka, kamu macam lucky, tapi I see pumpuan. You know, right, 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 yeah. yeah. Marker. So yeah. I'm like, oh sorry, hormone problem. I do I to keep using that 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 phrase, right, hormone right. problem to get away with anything. Right. So then Doctor sees me and then doctor is like a very staunch Muslim. Right. Right. So basically, I went in and then he was like, look at my IC and look at me. Said, you're not the patient. Said, I am the patient. I just have hormone problem. That's why I come and see you. Right. right? So then he said, okay, just tell me everything. So I explained to him, I'm, I'm self-medicating on testosterone and everything. And I, I feel pain whenever I inject. It's like, it's, I think I'm, I overdose, but I'm not sure. Can I actually... You know, I need an advice doctor. And then from there on, he just told me like, I can't help you. It's, you're, it's going against my religion. Okay. And you are an alien for doing this. Okay. So please, like, please go back. You know, and I'll say, okay, I don't mind going back because right. I don't want that humiliation, you know. So I just, right. okay, fine. So I thought I'll take my IC and just walk, make like, you know, my own business and just walk away. And then, I'll, then he just like, nope. He just basically stopped me and called all the other doctors to come in from the other rooms and just like look at this animal and he just took like like Wait, basically this, this happened in the Malacca hospital. Yeah, it's a clinic. Yeah, right. it's a pub, uh, government clinic. So then he just took a pen and he just started poking me when it hurts. And he's like he just poking me. It's like like it's so weird. Like he's just full of acne, full of body acne, and then like he was just saying like you know it's just so weird. It's like an alien, you know. And I was just like, is this really necessary, doctor? You know, yeah. and then the other doctors are just like they don't know what to say because they they do not what's going on, so they were just like confused. And so the doctor, okay, doctor is very simple. I just come here, and if you can't help me, I just need a blood work, yeah, blood yeah. work done. Right. You know, so doctor said, "I'm sorry, I cannot help you." Wow. So I was like, okay, so I that just basically it was it was humiliating lah. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is basically it's very difficult for trans people to actually get a job. To even go through um, interviews, it's just another thing. Because, because you have to tick a box, right? Yeah, and it's, female or male. And yeah. then it's just like weird because like they'll be like, but I think number is like, like 5050. So like, why why, why are you like, and yeah. you're not a girl, you know? Mm. So on that on, it's even, it's, it's almost, Im- it's literally impossible to even go for interview, job interviews. So how, because how, of how your, do you do that? Are you, you... Freelance, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, is that the same situation for you? Uh, for the job, yes. But because previously I go for internship, so I had the similar situation whereby when I require for the internship, and because I have a connection for the internship, so once I require for the internship and they uh accept, you know, once once they accept, they need to email, you know, like a profile. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
I send my picture on my profile. They be like, oh, um, the HR one of the HR was like, can I have your more feminine picture? I was like, I don't have anyone's feminine picture. You're like, this is me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean with feminine? More feminine picture. Right. Then I was like, mm, okay, never mind. I just send another like more polite, very polite kind, mm-hmm. like close to passport photo. So I was like, okay, and then end up he didn't use any one of it. It's just that. But the first day where I went in for intern and he just snapped a picture of it. <laughs> I don't get what the picture has to do with anything, really, to be honest with you. Why, yeah, it's just very, very strange to me. But a lot of people might ask, <laughs> right? Like, wouldn't it be easier, right, if you went into a job interview or if you just, uh, for for the sake of um, fitting into boxes, this is... I'm, and this happens to a, a lot of people I, I've been speaking to because I, I, we've been planning to have this chat and talking about bringing this up. A lot of people I, I speak to, they say, I don't know, isn't it just easier if they just accept how it is here? If you're born a certain way, just tick that box. Did you ever think that way where it's like, I know what I am, but it's just easier for me to just tick that box that says female or whatever it is because... I don't want to deal with the problems, the the administrative problems. Do you ever think that? Every day. yeah. <laughs> But that's a that's a conflict already, isn't it? Because you go like, number one, I'm trying to be true to myself, and then here I am, uh, because again, like it's it's a little bit of de- denial in the sense that you know you're not going to be able to change the system. You want to change the system, but the just that's just how it is. Should I take female? Should I take female or should I just create a new box? So basically, that happened to me a lot of times. So like, sometimes I go for for some new job and then they'll be like, oh, okay. So like interview, we thought like your first day, like my, my, my co-workers would just tell me like, oh, we thought that you were a dude literally until like, like we, the, the other people start talking about me, that I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm a woman. And they're like, wait, what? No, like he's, he's legit a guy. He's strong. He can lift a lot of boxes, but you get you're telling me he's a he's a girl, you know. But I'm just like, dude, why can't <laughs> just because I was born with a vagina, I can't carry heavy things. Right, right, yeah. You know, so like that's that's like the funniest thing because like, like a lot of people they get confused about gender identity, mm. you know, sexuality, and also about like what are you biologically born with. So like, like imagine this. Uh, a lot of people you don't you don't actually have this type of scenario to actually think about it. But imagine when you wake up one day and you just know that oh I do a girl I'm like oh okay I find that girl's cute I like I like the girl I like looking at that girl. But you right. see a guy you just like wait no I don't like looking at guys. Or you know, one day you just wake up the night before you slept and then you were let's just say you were a girl let's just say you wake up and you're like you're in a man's body right so do you feel strange or The night before, you knew you were a boy. You knew you were a man, and then you woke up in a woman's body. How would you feel? That's basically how it is, isn't it? Basically, right? You feel like this is not your body, right? Mm-hmm. So do you want, when you go for job interviews? Do you feel like you need to explain a lot? A lot. They'll just be like, "Oh, um, I see female, but." Here, male. Dude, jungle, seriously, what jobs God, have you been yeah. applying for? Though? Because there are some oh. companies. I'm pretty sure, especially when it comes to international, more um, open-minded companies, I suppose they they might not ask. I don't know, right? But do do you ever wonder? Maybe I maybe I'm applying for the wrong 
places and I should think differently and you know basically like I applied to all of the jobs in a shopping mall so it can be any position all of them like from basically just like a storekeeper or like a stockist and everything oh I still won't get accepted just because like they will ask leave a phone number and then sometimes like oh this and everything all go for the interview but then they just like wait your IC here is perempuan but lelaki Hmm. So I was like, oh, hormone problem. How do you change people's minds about this? You know, because is Malaysia as a community, right? Not a country, not a government or whatever it is, as a community, how do you make them change their minds about this? And do you think they're ready for it? You know, I, I think saw younger that generation. <laughs> open like, to yeah. you guys. I saw, yeah. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think for younger generation is open for it. Because they are much more open-minded, and uh, once like they are younger than us, so like once they are born, like okay, this is the real world. Like Gen Z now, like this is the real world with technology world and everything, right? So this is how they're living it. Unlike our parents, like traditional back those days, like uh, there is, but it's not popular. It's not in front of their eye. Like now, it's everywhere in front of their eye. So that's why like uh, younger generations are more open-minded. So For us, uh, to be in a community to explain to them like how transgender or binary works, like it it'll be much easier because they accept and they understand it with open mind. Mm. Yeah. Ashton. So JD, basically, it's it's quite surprising for me that when I came out as well, because I passed very well before I even started hormones, right? And even before I, I. When by the the term transgender and him pronouns, basically it's just very simple. Number one, like I feel that these people who are like basically telling like oh transgender LGBTQ plus people they should die, they should rot in hell, they should burn in hell. Mm-hmm. Basically, number one, imagine like if you have a younger sister or a a very very close friend, you know, and then you saying all these mean things in your group of family or friends, and they just don't feel comfortable with it. You know, so like it comes down to number one. If you know somebody in your family is like this, and you imagine that you said all those mean things in the past, mm. that prevents them from feeling that you are a safe space for them to actually be themselves, to be who they are. Yeah. So I feel that that is the most important thing because, like, I meet a lot of new people every day, and a lot of these people they don't actually look at my gender as like oh it's a big thing or like it's an issue like you can't it's harder or anything no they don't do that because like at the end of the day if like if I'm nice and like I come up to you that oh actually I was born girl and now I'm a man you know they're like oh wait what really oh that's that's cool you're the first person I actually meet so like I know from from back then they were homophobic or transphobic but if they actually meet somebody in their life who is From that community, from my community, then they'll actually be like, "Oh, actually, it's not that bad," you know. Yeah. So that that realization, like that reality, hits them, and they're like, "Oh." But it's getting it's them to realize that that's a problem, right? Because a lot of a a lot of this also stems from the fact that families. Let's say, let's say a, a kid who is transgender explains to the parents, and then the parents accept. Let's just say, lah, right? Completely accepts. Explaining that. To the parents, siblings, or maybe the the grandparents and everything, that's another issue because th- that parent might be completely uh, accepting of it. But then, 
uh, try to tell his family is like, Aduma, I have to explain, uh, do I have to go through this all the time and whatnot? So it's a pressure for them as well. But that also means that at some point, you know, generationally, uh, do you think it will be better accepted or do you think it's ever going to be accepted in our culture? So like in Selangor recently, the Sharia law and the federal court, basically they had somebody actually ruled out, challenged the court, Sharia law and also the constitutional law. Right. And basically in, in Selangor right now, gender-based criticism um, and any violence or anything is basically ruled out as not applicable because like in constitutional law, being gay or being trans is not an issue. But the only issue is Sharia law. Mm. You know? So I feel that it, it will take some time because now Selangor is already uh, ruled out, you know, all this Sharia law and everything. It's, it's not, it, does, it, it has nothing to do with, with each other, you know? Religion right. is religion. Yeah. Law is law. Yeah. So I feel that it will slowly then open up. It just takes time and and much more awareness and and op- like how like how how would I say if basically if more people from these communities that don't know that we exist mm. and just suddenly we just go out and just like help them and everything all that from then on you just like wait you're you're trans or you're you're gay wait yeah. what I always thought that you you guys were like monsters and like like so you're saying you know, the fear of the unknown. Yeah, basically. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think right now what we're really trying to do in this conversation is for someone who is transitioning or is confused about their gender, we're trying to help them understand themselves, right? I'm I'm not here to promote it or discourage it. I just want the information out there. If someone is confused about a gender, how do you come out? What's the right way to come out, you think? I think the best way is actually... Let's focus this on in Malaysia because you know how Malaysia is, right? Is, we're a bit more conservative. Yeah. How, how do you come out it properly in Malaysia? I think the best way is if you have like a group of friends that is like a same mind, same thinking or like uh, a same experience like you're going through, like you're confused of, of your sexual or your gender. So if you are confused and you just want to reach out, like... Uh, if you have the same group, because like for my for my experience, it's like I have a friend that is same like me, but she's not transgender yet. She's, she's just like a lesbian. So how how do I like how I open up is that like I confront her. I talk to her like why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Like why are you feeling so different and everything? So once you are like you know you confirm your feelings, your emotion, and everything. Like, why why are you feeling that way? Or how is it you feeling? And everything like uh are you a part of the LGBTQ, like, uh, how, like, why are you feeling everything? And I mean, at the end of the day, if like you get that support or like you you can get the idea of like why are you feeling that way, that particular way, you're not feeling like normal, like just in gen in general, male, uh, male being male, female, 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 yep, yep. female. So if yeah, if if you have that support and or you can go online search in Google and everything. I mean, Google has everything. So, has anyone ever come up to you because they know that you're transgender, right? Do they ever come up to you because they're a bit confused about their gender, and then after having a chat with them, you go, you know, I don't think you're transgender. I don't think you're yeah. lesbian. I think you're just you're just experimenting. Have you ever had one of those moments? Yes. Yes. What do you what I do had, you tell them? Like I had a few. Like, 
firstly, I'll ask like, how do you feel like when you particularly meet a certain gender? Like, do you have more feelings on male? Do you have more feelings on female? Or like your characteristic as in an uh, individual? So do you feel like very tomboyish or how or like you being feminine? Like, how do you feel in general? Like, being in yourself and like how do you see people mm. so by with that only like i would tell them or maybe you're just you're just um curious yeah. of how being together with a girl something mm. like that yeah Ashen. but that doesn't define you like yeah, a lesbian. exactly yeah. now ashen you've you're you've been uh quite the activist and you're very knowledgeable about the community you know you've seen the, the the right things to do the wrong things to do is there a wrong way to come out hmm. i won't say there is oh very very deep question <laughs> i won't say there is like <laughs> there is no one right way to come out because there are many many circumstances you know there is basically mm. like like for thankfully you know being chinese right mm. thank uh, unfortunately as well being chinese there is that I don't get as much backlash compared to my Muslim brothers and sisters out there. Mm. So I think that's one good thing. So number one, you need to make sure that your surrounding is safe as well. So mm. circumstances as well. So number one. Number two, you need to be able to come out to yourself first. That's the most important thing. Right. Because like, if you come out to other people and you're not convinced yourself that you are who you, you say you are, then if people tell you or they reject you or they basically say like, oh, I don't accept you for who you are, you're going to feel that pain. And that pain will basically, like, you will start to doubt yourself again. Or oh, am I really the problem here? You know? Because that's what I used to feel as well. Because when I came out you, through that video, that YouTube video that you just watched, right? Like, I had a lot of, my own best friends literally told me that, shouted at me in front of the entire group. Said like, I don't accept you for who you are. I know in 10 years time, you're going to get married and you have 10 children and then you'll be so happy to, to, to your very own husband. I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> You know, so like, for that on, I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Whatever she wants to think about it, she thinks about it. But for me, I know the fact that I am who I am today. And I and she can't tell me who I am because she has no idea how it feels like. Do you, you feel know? like sometimes the, these people, right? They think it's a choice for you. Like, for you, I'm like, I want to be this. I'll become this. But actually, it's not a choice. You just are, right? Mm -hmm. It's... It's a, basically, for me, I, since I was born, my first instinct was, oh, I feel like a guy. Oh, I feel like a boy. I don't play boy things. You know, I'm boy. You know, that was my, basically, a lot of people, they get confused about gender. Mm. You know, your gender is not just about what's down there. Right. You know, let's see what, what you have, your sexual, your, basically your genitalia, right? Mm. But then for up here is my gender identity, since I was born, is literally male, 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 boy, boy, boy. Right. You know, and then who I like is my sexuality. It's what I feel down here, my heart, right? Right. So people always get these things confused, like, oh, you know, but you're you are a boy because you have you you have a dick or anything. But I'm just like, no, I, I am a boy because I know that I'm a boy. You know, because I have always remembered and I always know that I am a boy. Mm. You know, so people always get confused about that. So from then on, I would say that there is no right way. Like I said, there's no right way. Number one to come out. There's no like perfect way. If you don't mind me asking, right? Just I just want to cover some bases, talking about fear of the unknown, because most people they've probably never have ever been uh, in contact with someone from the LGBT community. Uh, so I want to get you in on this. 
when you, you when you go buy clothes, right? Do you like changing rooms is completely fine, right? But when it, if there are mm-hmm. male changing rooms and female changing rooms, which one do you use? Both. <laughs> I just go whatever that's near me. What about restrooms? Restrooms. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, experience on this, like yeah. restrooms, especially. It's uh, like every transgender you ask, they will definitely have this experience. Like once you go in a washroom, they're like, "Are you a guy or girl?" Like, are they? Or, uh, for example, like if you are in the washroom and the person behind you is a lady. And once you walk into the female washroom, they'll be like, they stop at the entrance, like literally at the entrance, they'll be like, okay, I'm in the right washroom. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and then they really, <laughs> yeah, and I had the worst experience uh, in the washroom that was in overseas. I was a family vacation in Italy. So uh, basically, you tour around, right? So we would just casually wanted to go washroom so the nearest was is the mcdonald so there's only one cubicle for female and male so male was the other side and female is this side so i was queuing with my mom and my aunt so i was in front in my mom and my aunt so there's this lady right behind there she she shouted she was like oh this is like a lady's toilet why are you here man men's that side right and at that moment like my mom said back to that lady was like this is my daughter right i like i got no words to say what did that lady say was she yeah. local oh uh, yeah she was local right right okay and then you you were fine but that was overseas locally in here have you had issues it's just the look they gave right. i haven't been called yet but just the looks they, they like uh it's either they just check like did they go to the wrong toilet or mm. Am I really a girl boy that right. walks into the wrong toilet? Because I'm, I'm just thinking. Because number one, you're a trans man. I mean, you trans, you've transitioned from, uh, from female to male, right? Or you're still in the transition process, right? I'm just trying to figure out how, how is it, is it tougher also if you're transitioning from a man to a woman, because the transition is even more apparent in many cases, right? Because you probably want to have long hair, your your makeup and whatnot, right? And then you, which one do you use then, right? Because it, culturally, that's just how it is uh, everywhere else. Like I've been in Europe where they have like um, unisex toilets. Everybody just uses it in, in general, right? But Ashton, do you have those moments where you go, which one do I use? <laughs> basically i've been using the male's restroom for about five years now mm. no no issue whatsoever because guys usually they don't, they don't really care right it's like okay, i'm just going going in yeah. pee and come out that's all but like there was this one one time where i had no choice but to go to, a, to the hospital to actually get a uti check Mm-mm. you know just to check and then because i just came out from the gynecologist right, right from right. the female female doctor and i was like okay it's too obvious for me to come up from here and to enter a male washroom. Right, right, right. right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to make my, my, my own business and just like, you know, walk into a female's restroom for the first time in like two, three years. Mm. So okay, I just walk in. I think like there was a lady and an auntie was just like, hey, apa kau buat ni? <laughs> you know, just like, what are you doing here? Like, this is a woman's washroom. Then I was like, uh, nak check saya punya IC. <laughs> right, so, right. IC tak cukup. I, I give her my IC. 
Eh, tak cukup. Nah, nak nak ni titik, nak nak rasa, nak ni, nak save. You want me to put on my pants kat vagina. You want me to show. You know, because that's the only way for me to convince her because I was really so fed up at the right, stage. Right. And it was so embarrassing, you know. Because like, I used to walk into the bathroom with this container and it was like, oh, just get it over with fast, yeah. you know. But in a way, <laughs> do you sometimes feel for them also where you go, they must be confused because mm-hmm. what they see through their eyes, it's a dude. Yet mm-hmm. you're in a female's toilet, so they have to ask. Because do you ever wonder? Maybe it's the the concern about safety. What's a man doing in a female's toilet? Do you ever put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and go, "I see where they're coming from." Do you ever wonder? Yeah, basically, I do put myself in their shoes, and I just like, okay, that because at the end they're like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm like, no, no, sorry lah. Actually, woman problem. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I just tell them that, and then like they will just realize that, oh, okay. So actually, it's I understand that you know because I do sometimes like if my friend passes out the toilet in the club, the woman toilet in the tub, and I just have to show my IC like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm a female, and I need to save my friend in the toilet. You know, right. and I can I can honestly understand that. That it comes from that safety. Maybe somebody is in a toilet. Would they know, or from their own safety as well, in case like anything bad happens. Yeah, you know, because yeah. not everyone is you know good or anything. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I have gay friends, right? And I I sometimes feel for them. Then you get then some of my gay friends go, why are, uh, some of these people from the LGBT community so loud? They want to get their equal rights and everything. Let everybody know that they're gay. I just want to. I know what I am. I don't need to tell the world about it. But do you think it's important to have to bring awareness to the general population that yes, there is a community. It is a LGBTQ plus whatever it is community, right? Actually, you know what? Before we actually move on, do you guys think that there's just too many different categories? I think there's a lot of labels. A lot of labels. But already we're talking yeah. about. You know what? We're trying to get away from boxes. We're trying to get away from labels. Yet more labels are being put on. So from the other side of the uh, the the spectrum, where people who are male, they they stick to being male. They are women. They are people who are female. They stick to being female. They they're confused about it. So is this making them even more confused? I can understand. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how? Just from that, you're making people. Uh, a lot of the people in the in the general population go. You know what? It's so confusing. I'd rather not know. When you're trying to educate them, and then you're making people even more confused. How, so how do you bring awareness uh, to the LGBTQ plus community? Yeah, where very I'm coming from, question. though, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, because <laughs> I have. I'm male. I have. Uh, Female friends. I have gay friends. I have friends who are trans and as well, and I feel for him. But the thing is, and I I know this already, and I have and I've accepted them. It's it's not even a question. They're just friends of mine. I don't care what gender they are, whatever. But even I get confused, you know. So is that a a big hurdle to get across? What needs to be done? There's a lot to be done because it's like everything everything. If you're gonna go step by step, it has to be very detailed. That's the thing. <laughs> so, what do you think is the first step then, so? I think first step is to acknowledge like who we are as a human being, like the acceptance, like male, male, male being male, female, female being female, like LGBTQ, be the LGBTQ, the 
acceptance. Right. Yes. Ashton? I think that it's very interesting because like when like I understand how you feel as well because as a transgender person, right? I do realize that when I came out as a trans fan, everybody put me into that box of like, okay, so you you're actually leaning more towards being a man. So you right. have to be more masculine, you need to be more this. So it all comes down to that stereotype, you know, and I just hated that the fact that I came out as a trans man as well, you know, because I just want to be myself. Correct. You know, I don't like that marker on top of me, you know. It's like, oh, I'm a trans man and I do I can do it, so I have to be 100 percent dude. I can't I can't be feminine or I can't be weak in front of girls. It's just like and I said it's kind of like confusing at the same time because that was what I went through, that trauma of like, hey, you're not being a real man, so man up, you know? Right. I'm just like, wait, what? I, I give me time, I need to adjust, you know? At the same time is I understand because like this a lot of these labels tend to be very confusing and at the same time it makes people get very fed up and just like give up and I don't want to know, know anymore. You know, and I just realized that you know it's all this comes down to acceptance and number one acceptance. Number two, just like you know, understanding where we're coming from, and like you know, just be be able to both parties or all the parties to actually put themselves in each other's shoes. You know, understand that it's it's difficult for the LGBTQ plus 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 community, and like it's definitely slowly taking a step. At a time, but definitely it's for me as well. It's I've been in this community for like what <laughs> my entire life. I still cannot even remember like the plus, the a lot, yeah. a lot extra as well. So yeah. <laughs> but there are those who have been oppressed for so long from the LGBT community. When someone asks them, so what are you really? Because people generally don't know how to freaking ask questions correctly anyway, right? They don't have a proper um gentle way of asking questions hey so what are you uh? you know that's just a very <laughs> Malaysian thing anyway right so what are you they probably genuinely want to know they just uh, they're just assholes for not knowing how to ask <laughs> how do you feel about that I just feel that number one maybe like honestly this might shock everybody maybe it's not shocking as well but even in the LGBTQ plus community there are like groups that actually advocate for LGBTQ community only because they are against trans people you know they are like so <laughs> it's just like a clash of like you know politics and then like, like transphobia as well in within the own community and there are people who are against the lgbtq plus community can be also against bisexual people so like like it's all like a stereotype because like honestly if you want to get everybody along <laughs> it's just i don't know why it's so difficult to get along wait wait wait, so, wait, 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 wait. okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> so let's backtrack slightly, okay? Because this is even more interesting. So wait, are you telling me? So I want your thoughts on this, right? Because number one, Ashton's been in this LGBT uh, <laughs> uh, community for a while. You're an activist and everything, but you're because no, so you're already you're having issues dealing with your own family on this, right? That's already one problem, and you're definitely a T in the LGBTQ community. But now Ashton's saying. The L's don't necessarily get along with the B's and the B's don't necessarily <laughs> get along with the G's and the T's sometimes get ostracized by the entire community. And then the plus are going, hey, we're plus. So within <laughs> the community, all there, there's a distrust or there's a hate amongst each other. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Toxic, la, basically. <laughs> so how are you going to get, yes. your, your, how are you going to move this community along if internally you guys are 
just fighting amongst yourselves. Yeah, but I think although there's it's like political, although there is hate between each other, but it's not like hundred percent hate. There is still like togetherness. Yeah, it's just like certain individuals on hating each other, like you know, gays are not comfortable with lesbians and lesbians are not comfortable with transgender and everything. Right. Yeah, it's just like the individuals of the hatred thing. But if like if you see in overall like in the whole country in Malaysia like they are everyone in the community is fighting for the rights for LGBT, but that's the way you can see the togetherness like seventy percent of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So basically, we're saying is yes, we're fighting fighting amongst each other, but if an outsider were to criticize, let's say a lesbian was being criticized by someone from the outside, a trans person will back. That lesbian, or uh, you know what I mean, right? Yep. It's like I don't get along yes. with my brother in my family. I argue with him all the freaking time. But somebody else says, "Hey, your brother's an asshole." Uh, okay, fuck you. Okay? <laughs> Nobody can say anything about my brother except me. Is that what it is? Is that basically yes. what it is? <laughs> yep. Okay, I get it. But generally, generally, though, do do the groups not get along? The gays, but I think it comes. And- <laughs> I think it comes down to personal, their own personal beliefs, lah. Because so far I've seen on Twitter, oh my god, in the US especially, it's just like like there are movements that literally, uh, like LGBTB the community, and then they literally just leave leave out the T because they are against it in in the US. But in Malaysia, so far I see that it's it's fine. But personally, from my own experience, my own gay, bisexual, and lesbian friends. They just don't accept me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's it. I I guess it's like that's it's sad. Like, you know what? <laughs> Football is better than hockey, whatever it is. But internally, I'm a Man United fan. You're a Liverpool fan. What is it's it's a horrible way to explain it. But basically, it's just internally there are some factions who just don't get along. I'm mm. guessing, right? So. <laughs> I guess you could say, in from what I see, this community is getting louder. I suppose mm-hmm. you're trying to get more people to accept uh, the the community as a whole already. Yes, there are internal problems or whatever, but uh, in Malaysia, uh, if someone wants to know more about the the community, where can we go? Because there's a lot of misinformation going on all over the place. How where do we go to find out more? Do we just call up Nisha Ayub and find out, hey, we want to know more. Or is there a website that we can go to? So you take this or you want me to Ooh, take this? Anybody saw. Yeah. You go ahead first. <laughs> okay. So shout out to basically there are a few um, um basically accounts that I literally find that they are the most resourceful. Number one is Pluho. People like us hang out. That's basically my number one go-to for anything gay-related or the LGBTQ plus related. Okay, and basically, it's actually quite. It's I think they got uh, an award for for activism in the US as well. So number one, Pluho. Number two, how do you say? Uh, it's uh, P L U H O. People like us hang out. Pluho Is it like just a website? It's a uh, Facebook Facebook right, as well. Okay. Got. Right. Yeah, and then second one that is also queer lapis. Queer lapis. 
Yep. Fuck, I love that. Okay, okay. <laughs> like Queer Lapis, but right, Queer right. Lapis. Right. Yeah, so... Queer Lapis is there is social media for them as well. There's Twitter, there's Facebook, and then there's that they have their own website as well. And also that is more towards the general LGBTQ plus as well. Mm. And all that for directly about transgender, I would suggest Seed Found the Seed Foundation, S E E D Foundation. Basically, okay. it's actually a, a homeless shelter in KL itself, founded by Nisha uh, Nisha Ayub and. Right. Basically, it's for sex workers and everything. Basically, as a shelter and also for for trans women in general. Right. Yeah. So these three, basically, I can basically say that they are they are the most reliable sources for anything related to sexual or even LGBTQ plus related. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, is there one person in the LGBTQ community that you look up to? I couldn't think right now. <laughs> Do you feel Inge- alone in this, or is there someone that sometimes? One person, uh, I think I. Like okay, Jane- in a horrible way, I'm just gonna put this out at you, lah. When you saw keeping out the Kardashians, and you saw, uh, <laughs> the transition right of um, what's it? Linjana. Yeah, exactly. What did you think? Was that pushing the the? Community forward, or did you think like, oh shit, this is all about publicity? This is going the wrong way. This is not how we want to be perceived. Publicity, <laughs> right? Because she's famous. Yeah. Was it a good thing though? Did you think it was good for the community, or did you think it was just going going in reverse? Mm, no, I I don't think it's a good thing. But right. because if you take this community for publicity wise, it's definitely not a good thing. Ashton, what do you think? Well, who do you about look up to? you talked about a little bit about Nisha Ayub. But when you saw that, did you go, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. This is, we're trying so hard to get this uh, this positive vibe going and then this moron does this and then it's all about publicity. Basically, like, Caitlyn Jenner from all the interviews that I watched because I was really curious. I was like, is she really trans? You know, because I know the family history and everything, right? So from like a lot of interviews where I see her on Ellen DeGeneres show and then she's like, you know, her previous um gender um married to the wife right and then uh, and then she just went on Ellen and Ellen was like so you're a lesbian and then she was just like no I'm not a lesbian that's disgusting I'm just like wait what I didn't get it you see that's what makes people confused you know exactly. already we're try we we really want to understand oh my god and then and like, the Ellen thing oh. was was perfect because Ellen is full on she's up all about. Uh, I know there's a lot of things going on with Ellen DeGeneres right now about workplace and whatever the shit, right? But the thing is, when it comes to the gay rights and everything, she is very loud and very outspoken and very forthright about things, right? And I I respect her for that, right? What the workplace stuff, I don't know what the hell is going on, right? But the thing is, when she asks, is like, are you are you lesbian? What are you? And then Caitlyn Jenner is going, like what you said, uh, no, I'm not, right? Everybody gets confused, even LGBT community gets confused, right? I was so curious, like, wait, so do you love your wife? Do you not love your wife? So then, like, I don't get it. So I was like, uh, so what is this stunt all about? You know, because, yeah. like, I saw so many, like, basically, she, I can say that Caitlyn Jenner kind of took advantage of it. Lah, mm. Because, like, like I saw a lot, because she was a previous Olympian, right? Was a legend, lah, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, it like, for her to transition, and then, for, of course, she got stripped off from medals and stuff like that. But then, like, to... And then I heard about something that she competed, something like that again with the with her new gender and whatnot. And 
for me, I'm all about like, of course, if I'm a trans, because I used to be a national fencer as well. Mm. So like, I understand like for me, I am not allowed to even legally be participating in the women's category anymore because right, right. I am on hormones, right? But for her, it's like, she's, it's just so complicated because when I watch interviews of her, I'm just like, stop making me more confused. Correct. You're already, oh my God. you're already trying to figure yourself out already, right? <laughs> and you know what? Actually, that's a good point about the sports one. Again, we need to talk a little bit more about this in another time because there's just so much I want to find out, right? Because in sports, there's some things you can do, you cannot do. Are you really a woman? Are you really a man? Like there's this runner, Cassius Amenia, running for women. And then uh, weightlifting, there's been a controversy recently. We're going to get to that in another discussion. But right now, I'm just trying to figure out the community itself, right? And you touched on something just now about your, your chat with a friend about mm-hmm. kids. Let's ask Saw first. Saw, do you ever think about that? How you're in your 20s right now, right? But at some point, do you ever go like, I want to have a family? Uh, do you ever think about having a family? Not yet. Right. No, I don't, I don't have that thought of like to have a family. But if I would to have a family, it's either should a procedure or a dog. Yeah. Right. So you want to have kids, right? Are you do you mm. like kids? I mean, maybe just one. Generally, <laughs> right. So you want la, right? Right. I mean, if 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 you have a partner who wants kids, right, you're gonna go that yeah. way, right? But Ashwin, what about you? Do you ever think about yes. having kids? Very good question. So, like, basically, for <laughs> uh, there there are a few scenarios where basically I thought about it because I love like actually, actually <laughs> I was like. So like the of course like um health-wise speaking, because I'm on testosterone, right? So right, basically yeah. it stops my my ovaries from being my my basically everything yeah, yeah. Like my female yeah, yeah. productive yeah. system is basically like nope, close shop ready, yeah. close shop ready. Okay. At this so, point you will <laughs> never have maternal instincts in basically, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking right? basically okay. basically like for me it's impossible for me to get pregnant, hmm. but Maybe in the future, most I would definitely adopt because, like, I feel like even for my own family, it's just tough for me to to actually have that connection or even having. Of course, biological uh, babies is is good, but I feel that there are a lot of children out there who need a home. Correct. So yeah. I, I would prefer adopting. Is it hard though to do it here? Have you guys been checking? I don't. I don't know. Right. Legally, is that a nightmare for LGBT couples to even adopt? Yep, I did a bit of research and number of one, I think, contemplating like thoughts, you know. So like, right. <laughs> it's just like because number one, I think I, I did research recently. It's like basically you need to be married and mm, like correct. it's just a very very long procedure, and then you need the parents, the guardian or whoever to actually give you the permission to actually adopt as well, and then like because I have. Um, brothers as well my own godbrother as well is also adopted a few and a few um, children and I realized that it is not easy even for married couples you know yeah. married married yeah, yeah. Uh, hetero couples so, yeah. and then I was like oh, okay so actually see, it really is quite there's difficult. just so much to go through right yep 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 okay so so knowing what you know now and after hearing what Ashen has to say about all this because it's like a wealth of information right uh, for for you, yeah. so 
do you ever think, you know what, if I want to continue doing what I do, living my life as a trans man, I need to leave the country. Do you ever think that? I thought of it, yeah. Where would you But go? It, it runs through in my mind. Probably Canada. Right. Or Switzerland. Yeah, that's like the best place. Yes. Because <laughs> there they accept you and they're opening on, they're open in uh, on LGBT and they accept marriage and everything or everything's legal there. Ashton, what about you? Basically, or the Malacca like... all the way. I will never be far from a chicken right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I cannot live without spiciness. I cannot live without Nasi Lamak, definitely. Me, but like... So, yeah. <laughs> so, but basically, like, I'm still 50-50. No, because ever since, like, the main sole reason for me is setting my my Instagram, my Facebook, everything, all is just to become an activist, you know, to become that person, like, let's say, if a, if a child were to, like, okay, I'm, I feel sexually confused, and I feel that everybody tells me that what I'm feeling is wrong. So, whenever mm-hmm. they find out, like, you know, transgender in Malaysia, like, the hashtag, and just, like, and I just pop out. So, I just want to be that source of, like, hey, actually, there is somebody like me who is older, so I do have a future, right. you know? So, that's where I want to, I want to be at the same time, Again, I do know that in Malaysia, in Melaka itself, because Nisha Ayub is actually from Melaka as well, right? Mm. And she was arrested in Melaka as well for cross-dressing, right? So, right. like, it is really tough for me to be in Melaka. But I think in KL, it's much more open there. You know, it's right. much more, they don't really care as much as in Melaka, you know? But, like, definitely it's 50-50 lah. You know, half heart is like the same children for my resident and half heart is just like I just stay here and try and make things better. You know? Right. Do you think it's harder to be a trans woman though? I mean, here? Because it's trans so woman, obvious. it's very, very, it's, so it's obvious, much more right? harder. Yeah. yeah. It's very much more obvious. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every time I think of of uh, transgender rights or I mean like Or the LGBTQ community, I I think of Nisha Ayub and then of all the work that she's doing because she's trying to break the mindset that oh if you are a transgender woman you're definitely going to be in the sex industry. No, I've got people. I've got so many friends who are trans trans women who are doing other kinds of work as well, right? Professional work, corporate work. But now the team here they just put this in, and I'm fascinated by this because apparently. Bangladesh TV hired the country's first transgender news anchor. That is freaking awesome. I think that's great. What do you think about that? Do you think we'll ever see that here in Malaysia, sir? If you saw that on TV, what would you think? I hope. Like, what the, That's wicked awesome. Oh, is that how you feel? Yes. That's like a victory, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ashen? Oh. Okay, so... Do you think it will happen? I, I feel that it will happen. But at the same time, you know, before our election, right? I think one of the politicians actually hired a trans woman. From what the articles always say, like, trans woman, trans woman as yeah. a politician, running for politician and everything. Oh, it, it used to be like a very, very big issue. You know, just for being the, the running candidate's um, helper. And I was just like, what's the issue? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. Right. You know, but hopefully soon because like, I realized that in a lot of countries, like in India itself, there are a lot of trans um, individuals who are like idolized there. You know, right. in India, like one trans woman is actually like basically like 
like I idolize her like a god, like a mm. goddess. So I'm just like, whoa! If India is actually so accepting of that, then hopefully, hopefully in Malaysia it comes to even this half of it. I'm 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 happy enough because it comes down to just being able to understand, and I feel that enough is that that itself is just enough, lah. Yeah, it's a good progress, you know. Slow, step by step, lah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know what? Guys, that's just so much. I I could go on for another hour. Could keep talking, right? You know, but that, that's just so much that we need to talk about. Uh, I'm so happy that we got to have this conversation because number one, it's it's just you know it, it wasn't anything about uh, rights and whatever. It's just getting to know each other and know what it's what it feels like to be you, right? So we will have more conversations. We will get in touch again. We will be let's just hang out one of these days and talk more. Right, because number one, I want to find out all about the psycho girlfriends also. But uh, right, I just want to thank you for being so open and and just doing this with us. So, Saw Ashen, thanks for joining us. No problem, man. Anytime. Thank you.